The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Listening to the run and the Rooch. Three on a Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Great to have your company. Kimba on the Reach with you for the next two hours, God willing. Live from Studio Lou. You never know, Reach. You never know. Oh, no, don't go there. It's been a tough week already on that front, please. Have you been introduced yet? Oh, I will shortly. <laughs> or oh. maybe you won't. I might do the show without you today. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't take much twisting of your arm, would it? Yeah. Uh, we're live from Studio Lumo SA. We'll reach his half dead. Currently oh, 17.9 degrees outside, and we're here thanks to our good friends at Balfour's, Hyundai, and IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Here's the big dog. Woof, woof. What's the matter you? Hey. hey. Got no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? Why? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. Roach, beware today. Beware. I've had four coffees. Oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. anything could happen here. I'm up and about. Oh, up and, about. and I was going to ask you to help me with a doctor in Germany who's so important to the AFL and now scared to do so. Well, you are the master. Of pronunciation. Oh, yes. Many years of news reading. Rich. I do not. I'm, I'm still believing all those years I watched you on television. Mm. You just let it roll, no matter what the correct one was. You thought, no, I'm not going to stop and guess you. I'm just going to let it roll. Well, maybe I'm organised, Rich, and I'd research beforehand. Well done. Well, that would be the normal thing to do, wouldn't it? I'm always, you should try that. I've always been told, no, you just keep rolling through them. Even if you stuff it up, just don't. Well, just they, keep going. They say just sound confident with it. You, you did. Oh, oh thank you. You Rich. did. Not all the time. I remember starting on the ABC when I would get uh, very nervous, incredibly uh, nervous. And there was Slobodan Zivijinovic, oh, I think it was. Yes. Oh, dear, did I butcher that. And I got so nervous. <laughs> I was sw- sweating and I'm thinking, what do I do? Then his name came up again, so uh, I just went Big Bobo. Because oh, that fair was enough. His, that was his nickname. How are you going with Brandon Zirk? Thatcher. I struggled with that uh, yesterday <laughs> when it's not in front of me. Um, mm. We're here thanks to our good friends at Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. You're right, Linesy, there. You're bloody having a chat to Benny, mm. you two, while we're trying to do a show. Uh, big welcome to Brendan Lines. You can see him if you're watching on our podcast. He pushes all the buttons. Just gave the thumbs up. Had a haircut yesterday. Looks a lot younger. Mm. And bum fluff Benny in the background over there with the little mushtaka. You aspire to be the Roach, don't you? That's I've just realised. He's got a lot. He's got a long way to go. Well, I'm actually considering donating some hair transplant <laughs> for him. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't want any part of you attached to me permanently, Roach. Oh, seriously, seriously, Kim. If you'd I'll like to you. make a comment on that, though, you can via text zero four two seven one five four one double six. If you could have any part of Roach, what would you take? You'd take the Crickets. wallet. You'd take the wallet, wouldn't you? <laughs> there would have to be something in it because you never open it to uh, spend. Uh, you owe 16 coffees. I was just down the coffee shop If then. this is what four does, I'm really rationing them. Well, I had a meeting this morning Good. with some of our sales staff. Um, 
Kristen Pierce, lovely young lady. We met at Cotto down at North Adelaide. We had to go out and see a client, Harvey Norman, Roach, Nick Carasolis. Good man, Westies yeah, man. Yeah, great Westies man. Yeah. We popped out there. So we had a coffee first. Now, I should have known. And when I went and saw Nick, had another two How coffees. How does he have his coffee? Um, Kristen has a long black. Mm. Yeah, I'm mm. trying to think what Nick had. He might have been a latte. Okay. And you just have milk. Yeah, I have a weak flat white, but yeah. I, I had a full strength one today. Oh, uh, we're we're doomed. Uh, yeah, we're waff- doomed. All right, we've waffled on enough. <laughs> um, a reasonable show coming up, unless we wreck it. Uh, 3.35, we'll be joined by Sam Edmund, a little bit of trade talk, Roach. And, of course, he's the chief footy reporter for SEN and also star of Trade Radio. Mm. And all that news is brought to us, Roach, by... I've got to get this right. <laughs> no, I do. Oh, I spat everywhere. CMC Markets. Trade talk. Oh, yeah, CMC. All the trade up, CMC Markets. Yeah, well, yes. I would have thought their name CMC, CMC Invest, Invest, but if you yes. want to change the name, you can. Well, it says here, for CMC Markets. Look on the left-hand side of the running sheet. It says, for CMC Markets. Yeah, but the credit route is... Ah. For CMC Invest. Thank you. Yeah, right, we got there. Uh, that's coming up at 3.35. 4 o'clock, we'll be joined by the voice of the world game, Simon Hill. The Socceroos are taking on the old enemy. England at Wembley. They go to the Jeez. big stadium this time. I was there one time and they played at uh, Upton Park and Australia won. Now they're going to the big stadium at Wembley. It's sold that out already. be a huge occasion for many of the Australian players that would have never played there. Quite right. Mm. But I wonder how much the Ange factor has made Australia more flavour of the month in England as well. Oh, I think it certainly added to it. Yep. At 4.35, Roach, we're heading over to India to Lucknow. Why am, aren't I so familiar with Lucknow? Now, you've been North there. of India. Lovely okay. place. Okay. But uh, Very normally when, over the years when Australia has taken on England in test matches... Uh, Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Australia-England in test matches. Sorry, Australia. Distracted by lines here at the Again. moment. Again. Yeah, I get distracted easily India. after a few coffees. Uh, um, no, we don't normally have test matches there. I can't recall. But I know we certainly played a lot of um, other sports there. All right, it's, we'll a be, good, it's a good hockey spot as well. We'll be having a chat to Daniel Cherney, who's from Code Sports, and he's their chief cricket reporter. So Lovely gardens at Lucknow. Have they? Oh, mm. that's good. Um G'day, here's a few texts coming through. G'day, legends. Big Duff from Largs North here. Hi, Duff. With an ear, too. E-R-E. Mm-hmm. It would have to be Ruchi's Mustaka and his absolute cool, calm and collectiveness. The man is an absolute gun. <laughs> Love you, King Ruchi. I thought that might have been Mario. It's not. Oh, it's the Big no, Duff. Mario wouldn't go big. I just realised this, this is just in response. If you could take anything of the Ruch. Cool, calm and collective. Well, I can tell you, Big Duff. About an hour ago in our studio. Now that boys, was the second session of the day. I've the, had two of those today. The boys were having a chat, and Roach mm. has this theory on. I don't have a th- I just had a question. You had a big argument with Bumfluff Benny. Well, if you keep changing the question, it's not my question. That's no, no, but you are the master of doing that, changing direction when you're losing an argument. Simple question. Well, we'll get to that question, all right? You're happy to talk about it because you sulked. You said, no, I'm not going to talk about it now. Well, I even tried it with a friend at Chibo. Name the friend. I don't think you've got any. No, I'm not going to embarrass him. <laughs> what? <laughs> He'd be embarrassed that he's your friend. <laughs> I think I will leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, How many well, coffees? Four. Is this what happens with four? This is four, yeah. <laughs> Leanne, help me. 
Um, well, I just asked a simple question. Yes. Because I'm interested in trade strategies okay. and recruiting. I love, I love what Brisbane did. You know how many times I've spoken about the legacy that David Noble left at Brisbane. Yes. I think it's understated. Mm-hmm. They, they had a real problem at Brisbane whereby they would draft the best and lose them because they were Melbourne kids who just wanted to get back to mm-hmm. the big lights in Melbourne. So David Noble and his team worked it out, get Victorian country recruits because they settle yep. best in Queensland and they feel as if it's at home, they stay. And what else have we noticed about Brisbane? They're getting very good players to keep Every the system in place. Destination club. Like Sydney, which mm-hmm. is something we'll talk about later with Tom Harley having brought up an interesting point on that one as well. But So everyone's got their way of doing it. And, and we know it's been really tough for the West Australian clubs and the South Australian clubs to not only draw players but assistant coaches. So we're, we're watching mm-hmm. to see what Port and the Crows do. I asked just one question. Just a question I just asked. Right, we'll get to When is the last time Adelaide traded in someone who wasn't South Australian or wasn't in South Australia? So take Billy Frampton out of it when he goes from Port to Adelaide. But when's the well, last he's time? He's from WA. Billy yeah, Frampton's you know the last, yeah. yeah. But when, when... Well, yeah, I was there for the start of the argument. I walked out. Yeah, well, it got... It just derailed. And we did. Well, you became belligerent again. No, because all And I'm Benny asking, Stubborn. Yeah, I know he is. All I'm asking is, when is the last time? Now, is their strategy to stick to South Australians? Well, I I think that's a reasonable strategy. I think you're governed by the type of player you want and who's available at the time. I get that. So I I walked back in because I left the building because you were annoying the hell out of me. No, I wasn't. No, you were. No, no, I didn't. (laughs) I thought, I'm getting out. But it was just a simple question. Well, I said, Paul Seedsman, You, you implied there'd been no one. No, I said, when was the last time? I didn't well, Paul Seisman would probably be the last. 2015. Without having a look. That's a long time. Well, but that, that happens, Rooch. I, I mean, is that a strategy? Well, I think theirs? it's about the right player at the right time. And if you can bring home a good player, mm. that's a I, South Australian. I've got no problem with that at all. That makes more logic. So you're not going to complain about Rankin. You're not going to play no. against Dawson. You're not saying they should have gone for a, a New South Welshman or a Victorian above those players? Well, like you noted... Dunkley last year, they should have been in for that, and they probably did ask. But I'm just they curious. were keen. They yeah, yeah, they were keen. When's the last but time they brought in a non-South Australian? Well, Seedsman would have been there. I mean, Podsy Adley's not a South Australian. That's a long time. It's 2013. Yeah. Well, what about your own club then? Because that's the inference. When I left, you were like making it look like that um, Adelaide's not a destination club. Well, you have a look at what Port have done. They've got Radigalia on the cards. You now. haven't got him yet. No, but they've got him on the cards right, now. But you right? haven't, and he's you haven't indicated got... he wants to play yeah, for Port. Okay. Currently in that team, you've got Dixon, who's not a South Australian, Finlayson, who wasn't isn't mm. a South Australian. Who was it? They've brought in over time. Rockcliffe, Watts. You can argue how good they were or weren't, mm. but they they've drawn in non-South Australians. But they're the players that you've needed. And Charlie had a relationship with Ken Hinckley. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I understand where you're, you're coming from with that, but I don't think it's as black and white as what you're making it to be. During that period, I just too, find it curious. That's yeah, all. During that period too, you've got Ryan Burton, who's a South Australian yes. that came home. Sam Mays, a South Australian that came home. Mm-hmm. Right, South Fantasia, a South Australian yep. that came home. Uh, Jason Fa- Horn Francis, Jimmy Tumpus, you mm-hmm. had him. Jared yep. Polak. Mm-hmm. Was Paddy Wright a, a South Australian? No, no. Victorian. But I'm just curious as to what is strategy or what is the way the cards fall or whether there is a greater difficulty to lure non-South but Australians you, into this market. You know the answer to that, though. 
And of course, if you're a Victorian it's, and there's other Victorian clubs pursuing you, you would likely stay where family is. And then I've always been confused about James H. Why he never wanted to come back here? Wanted to play you? No, it wasn't <laughs> that article you wrote about him. As I a never young wrote lad. a word about him. Yeah, I just you people. Oh, oh, you, yeah, exactly. You. Just oh, rubbish. Here it is. Good on you, bomber. Yeah. Uh, we need to go to a break, Roach. We're late. You got that off your chest? Do you want to pose a question? Why? Why is it so? Oh, Professor Julius Sunder Miller. That's it. Why is it so? This is going to be a lot. More coffee, please. We're <laughs> no. here thanks to Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Uh, we're going to go around the grounds when yes. we come back. There's a bit to talk about. Some news on Ronald Dale Barassi. And I need some help with a German doctor. Oh, dear. You do need some help. <laughs> The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.20 on a Thursday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Currently 18.2 degrees outside. We love the support we get from Balfour's wonderful Australian company, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Getting a lot of correspondence via the text route on 0427154166 regarding your trade discussion. Mm. And I must admit, when you started talking about it at the back of the studio about an hour or so ago, there seemed to be a strong inference that uh, you were having a crack at the Adelaide Football Club. Oh. Are you or not? No, I'm just asking. Okay. I've seen noted what Brisbane's strategy is. Mm. I'm fascinated by Sydney, particularly after what Tom Harley said today. Because we know Sydney never bottom out, do they? But, you know, what is their and you strategy? And think, you think they've been very active in the trade market? Are they active or are they very specific? Because you pointed out all the big forwards they go to because you think that's also about the entertainment that you need. Oh, very much so. I can see so what I'm have... arguing here is do clubs – get themselves set on strategies. And then when you notice over the years, the Brisbane one's very notable, the Sydney one's very notable. Is this a notable Adelaide one? Um, or is this one of circumstances? I think not. Adelaide? And we see, I think it's more circumstances as much as anything else, Rich, to tell the truth. But if you can get the right player and he's a home product, mm. obviously he would be your choice. But it's, it gets down to what you need at the time. Mm. As, as well. But uh, no, you do think that uh, Sydney have been very proactive in regards to trading. You said that before. There's, well, nothing, we, wrong. There's well, nothing wrong with it. Don't dance around it. You just said it in the break. Yeah, I, I think they usually You think the they would have been the most active? I wouldn't say the most active. Who would be, be the, the most well, active? I haven't had time to think that one through. Well, we'll think of it now. Oh, they're 18 clubs. Most active. Yep, good. You've got that right. 18 clubs. Well, Tick. I'm thinking Brisbane and Sydney because yeah, they need well, to be. Nothing wrong with being wrong. No, I thought I'm Sydney. Just I thought Sydney would be mm. fairly high up the list. They're Who actually is bottom? Really bottom. In the last ten years, they have traded eight players. Eight traded or traded. Ooh, traded eight. Who are the eight? Um, oh dearie me, Rich, give me a lot. No, of it's interesting. Hey, we've got to give credit where credit's due. Mm. Uh, we have a crack at the fertilizer, the advertiser. Uh, mm. This is a, a good story, good article. I was reading it this morning. Uh, I can tell you that Sydney's players are. Yeah, have a look at this. 
2015, Callum Sinclair, uh, Michael Talia. 2018, Ryan Clark, Jackson Thurlow. Not ticking a lot of boxes here. 2019, Lewis Taylor, who was an advertising star from Brisbane. That didn't mm. work out. 2020, uh, Tom Hickey. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Peter Adams, 2021, work in mm-hmm. progress. 2022, yep. Aaron Francis. They have not been that active. Wow. The most active club, which may say something about trading for the hell of trading, the Carlton Football Club with uh, 27. Yeah. Followed by Melbourne, they were 22, and Collingwood with 20. Brisbane then 19. Mm, I thought Brisbane Interesting. would be up there. Now, just quickly, Roots, we need to go around the grounds. Yep. A lot of people are texting saying, you've missed out Ben Keyes. No. Ben Keyes was not traded. No. He was delisted, Correct. picked up in the rookie draft. Correct. So uh, there's texts coming through saying Keyes, Murray and Keane. No, um, they don't fit the criteria. It's like in this trade period we have now, as we see like Sydney go and collect Grundy and Adams, Adams is an interesting one in itself. Yep. Now he's the one who initiated that we'll trade. Get, we'll get Ooh. to that. Just in that trade period, who has Adelaide traded for? And the predominance is South Australians coming home. Yeah, and that's what mm. you were comparing them to Port Adelaide. That's what started the argument with uh, Bumfluff Benny. But as mm. I said, there's been there's been quite a few there. You know, that you can throw in Sam Gibson. A lot of them didn't work. Billy Franton, mm. Paul Seisman, Josh, uh, James Podziadley, Kyle Cheney. Well, Podziadley's uh, a while ago. Luke Loudon. Luke Loudon. Oh, was he central originally? He went to Hawthorne. Yep. Yeah. Dan Gore was a Sturt boy. Adelaide Hills oh, boy. Yeah. Kirtley Hampton. That was the Dangerfield one. Yeah, uh, Bryce Gibbs, yes, don't mention the war. No, Tyson Stengel. Uh, it's an interesting uh, subject, Roach. We also opened the show by saying you could, if you could have any part of Michelangelo Rucci, what would you like? Because Rooch offered to donate some of his mushtaka to Bumfluff Ben. He needs help. Ethel's got involved. Oh, hello, Ethel. You'll like this. Ethel. Those that are new to our show, Ethel was 94 years of age. She comes from Ethelton and um, she's been married four times. I would take the whole Rucci package. How nice is this, Rooch, eh? You're getting aroused. You're getting aroused. Here comes the steam. I would take the whole Rucci package and mail it back to bloody Italy. Ethel oh, from Ethelton. I'd even put the stamps on it. All right. Oh, there'd be a lot of people contributing to that. Uh, yeah, they we... say that, but they never stump up. Oh, Root, just give us half a chance, <laughs> I tell you. I'd whack you in a box and tape it up. Uh, last <laughs> night's results from the World Cup, uh, India going along nicely. Indeed. They are along with Pakistan and New Zealand, two for two, two games, two wins. So India won by eight wickets against Afghanistan. Just rolled it in 35 overs, they did it. Yeah, Coley's but... going 55 or 56. And earlier, Pakistan won against Sri Lanka by six wickets, and England had a 137-run win against Bangladesh. Love it, Roach. It's 3.25. Uh, we have an ad break to get to and the news. Just a subtle reminder there. Uh, can you do this quickly for us, but respectfully? There's an update on the late and great Ronald Dale Barassi. Yes, as we know, we lost Ron on September 16. On November 10 at the MCG, there will be a state funeral service, and we're waiting to hear who will deliver the eulogies because... There would be so many people who want to pay respects. That 100,000 seats at the MCG, you know, a lot of them filled, if not all of them. I can. know. It would be interesting. It would be amazing if they managed to fill that. Oh, all right. It's uh, three, that. 3.26. Uh, we're here thanks to our good friends at IGA. Uh, coming up on the other side of the break, Rooch is going to tell us about a St Kilda player who's going overseas. It's not really a holiday, though.
The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Thirty-one. We love Balfers. They've been making people happy since 1853. No matter your club's colours, Balfers are for the game. Running a little late, Roochie, Roach, Roach. Let's continue around the grounds. Uh, some news on a St Kilda player. Dan McKenzie, who falls in the Arazzo Fantasia file as a player bad mm. luck with injury. Since 2022, he has not played because of persistent calf issues. You've got Gold Coast wanting to trade for him, but yep. won't do it unless he's medically sound. And St Kilda prepared to hold him as a rookie. Now, he is going to see an 81-year-old doctor in Germany, Yelling Hans, who has... Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard he of him. He has helped Usain Bolt, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all the stars in sport, even in the AFL. Now, as you are the master of pronunciation... Oh, yes. Yeah. Let's do the right thing here and give credit to the man who has saved oh. so many sporting careers. This is his name. So if you could oh, help me with that. It is a very, very long calling card. This is a setup, Rich. Uh, yeah, he's not, I have heard of this gentleman, uh, Dr. Hans Wilhelm Muller Wolfart. Rich, you are so childish. We're going to the oh, Stop it. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. On a Thursday afternoon, appreciate your company and all the correspondence coming through, even after your last performance, Rooch. A lot of texts coming through saying, get off the baked beans, Michelangelo. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. The Rooch was working a little bit blue earlier. You've shocked us all, Rooch. IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport. We love their support. Alrighty, let's talk uh, trade news now. And this is brought to you thanks to CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. Rich, as you know, we've had the Prime Minister, Albo, on the show. We can pick up the phone any stage and get the State Premier, Peter Malinowskis. Even had Taylor Swift on the show. Getting our next guest on is more difficult, but we're pleased to have him. He's busy. Sammy, uh, no excuse, Rich. He's busy. Sammy Edmund, the SEN Chief Footy Reporter and Star of Trade Radio. Hello, Samuel. You must have the wrong man, Star of Trade Radio. Just happy to play my role, as I am with you two, Kimbo and the Roots. And great to be taken inside the magnificent studio, Lumo, as well, I might add. Oh, look, we love it. Before you do anything, though, I want to tidy something up from last night, Roach. Now, Kim, we were looking at the Harrison Petty deal that is in play between Melbourne and Adelaide. Well, supposedly in play. You mm. had it at 70% Harrison Petty in Crows Colours next year. 70%. With a two-year contract, yes. I shot from the hip a little bit. I'd like to make a retraction <laughs> before Sammy even speaks and I have no idea Did what Sammy's going to say. Anyone got that truck sound effect of people well, reversing their truck? It's very rare. Have you played that, Lonzie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just readjusting slightly from 70% coming to 30% not coming to 89% not coming and 11% coming. All right, just want to make that very clear. Well, our, our friend... Mate, Theodropolis at seven tweeted, one percent chance of coming. One percent. Okay, well, good on you, Theo. All right, let's go to an expert. Hello, Sammy. <laughs> What's the chances of Harrison Petty coming to Adelaide? 
Uh, I'm Don Bradman on him not coming, so I'm 99 point up, 9.5, to be honest with you guys. Uh, yeah, and Melbourne have been really consistent with this all the way out, to be fair. Ever since Shane McCann was mentioned, they've been staunch. Now, short of releasing a statement, every time I've spoken, they couldn't have been firmer that uh, mm. this guy, they want to get forwards in the door, not get them out. He's got yeah. two years to run on a contract. They value him highly. In their mind, he had solved a lot of their forward woes, and we saw that at times this season. Now, look, there's a bit of smoke around, and look, maybe he might have told uh, some private conversations with, with maybe some teammates and, and mates that, you know, maybe in time, if the planet's on, he would like to go and play football in Adelaide. But nothing of it to the point. And actually, just on that front, he has been known as well. They have the old lure home, not homesickness on his stretch, but a, a pull home, but where he would formalise a trade request with Melbourne. And even if he did, Melbourne have been pretty categorical that they would just simply say no. Yeah, and, and every club says that to start with, but the fact is Adelaide were and are very keen. He's 23 years of age, and uh, I think he will end up back here uh, eventually. Actually, while we're on Melbourne, Sam, can you help us? How serious is this latest Clayton Oliver saga? Mm. Well, serious enough where he was uh, taken to hospital via ambulance. Melbourne just confirmed that in their statement, which I'm sure we'll get to in a wow. moment. Look, he was admitted to the Footscray Hospital at around 9 or 9.30 this morning. The good news is he's okay, and he was discharged shortly thereafter, but not before, as Tom Morris reported uh, this morning or early this afternoon on Trade Radio uh, over here, that uh, not before he had a, a CT scan and an X-ray on his chest. He had some injuries to his head and, uh, and the like. So serious enough for him to be... Uh, um, administered to hospital and uh, and and closely examined. And our Melbourne did say in their statement that was released moments ago that the hospital completed a number of tests and Clayton has since been discharged and is recovering at home. The club will continue to work with Clayton and his medical support team to ensure he receives all the necessary treatment. So a uh, pretty big story over here with Clayton Oliver, who, as we know, has been uh, in the news over this off-season for, well, just about so- all the wrong reasons. It's probably wrong to speculate, but when you hear about head injuries, um, was there a fall involved? Or No, I don't know, and uh, you hear a lot of things. Uh, I'd rather not say either. Yep. There's all sorts of wild theories uh, mm. getting around, and even if I didn't know, I'd probably, I'd probably refrain from coming in on that. That's fair enough. Right. No, no, appreciate yeah. that. Let's get to our own backyard. Xavier Dersma, can you update us there? Still in train, but nothing is happening in a hurry when it comes to Port Adelaide or Essendon at the moment. Mm-hmm. Awesome killed it for that matter. And all three of these clubs are bogged down in their own little deals and, and players and, and the like. But we know Xavier Dersma wants to go to Essendon. I might add, no shortage of interest either for the player. They came from everywhere over the weekend. He met with several clubs. As we know, he settled on Essendon. Now, Essendon would like him and Brandon Zerk Thatcher involved in the same deal in some way, Adrian Zorro told us that yesterday there would be some agents some massaging of the deal in the back end as well with some pick swaps and the like. But see, they're bogged down with Jay Gresham at the moment, uh, Essna as well. Uh, plenty happening uh, on that front um, when it comes to the Bombers, who, uh, who have a bit on their plate as to, as to Port Adelaide with a certain uh, yeah. out-of-contract key defender. And when you would look at all of Port Adelaide's trade targets, Jordan Sweet seems the simplest. Why is that one not mm. coming along as quickly as we thought it would have? It's clearly Jordan Sweet comes to Port, a draft pick goes to the Western Bulldogs. What's holding yeah, that? Yeah, well, I think, I, I think Coffee might, have, might uh, take up a fair bit of time at, uh, at the Dogs as well. They might be trying to get that done. I also think indirectly, uh, Ivan Soldo is to blame. The, yeah. uh, the Richmond Ruckman that the Port Adelaide have a fierce interest yes. in. And, and 
He's an interesting subject, Ivan Zolno. Like a, a guy who did a medical at uh, at GWS last year, had a big offer from the Western Bulldogs, I think, the year prior to yeah. that. Still has a year to run on his contract at Richmond, but now has had his head turned and would like to play back in uh, back in Adelaide for Port Adelaide. The only problem for him is that Richmond absolutely don't want to let him go. So at the moment, the club is holding firm. But I reckon poor old Jordan Sweet, who just wants to, an opportunity, and, and, and yeah. as you say, which would have been a pretty straightforward deal, has been made to wait at the moment. I still think, ultimately, he uh, he gets there. Sammy, you're neutral, all right? You're not invested in either of these clubs. Uh, if you're a list manager, what would you think that Asava Radigalera is worth? No, I, I was open about this on Trade Radio today. I think 24 is about right. Now, 24 won't be 24, but, I mean, that's all mm. Port can offer. It is Port's best offer. Um, Sava Radigalea is out of contract. He is committed to joining Port Adelaide. Now, in fairness to Geelong, they have been resolute on him being a required player. They've tried to re-sign him. Chris Scott is his biggest fan, and he's proven that time and time again. And you've only got to listen to Josh Jenkins, who was formerly employed by that football club, to know even privately, Chris was always the one that went into bat for Asava to play. Yeah, but didn't pick him as well. Even when others didn't. And on that, so they picked him more often than not, but this year... He fell out of the side by injury in a, in a game, or at least one game he was subbed out. Now, there were instances where he was in fit and available to go after missing through injury, and they didn't pick him. So we know they are stacked in that back line. We know that when all the chips were on the table this year, he was the one that fell out of favour, not for a long time, but for a time. So these things certainly strengthen Port's argument. But I'll tell you what, it's the manner that this has gone down so far that has caused these two clubs to uh, to really encounter some feisty and nasty negotiations. Because when 24 was tabled for a start, but the manner in which it was rejected by Geelong, I'm told, uh, borderline disrespected Port Adelaide. And, uh, and they are irritated, bordering on angry at the way it's played out at the moment. And uh, they've wheeled out the thread early, six days away from the deadline, Looking pre-season draft and national draft mm. if it gets to that. Well, it's a bit a bit rich of now Geelong to ask for Ollie Lord, though, isn't it? Now that won't be happening either. It's a bit similar to the to the Harrison Petty situation. Ollie uh, Lord, player. In fact, unlike Harrison Petty, we might go the full hundred percent on Ollie Lord because unlike Harrison, yeah. he has uh, had zero uh, inclination to leave or want to trade or to go anywhere. And uh, Port Adelaide obviously helped them on keeping him long-term. So on all fronts, that one uh, it wouldn't be going anywhere, it would be. Sammy, we know you do have long days around this time of the year, so we appreciate it. One more question, if you can give us an indication here. Uh, everyone talks about young Harley Reid, that will be pick one. Uh, we believe he won't be going to the West Coast. Where do you think he ends up? And is it possible to rate his ability as a pair to, uh, opposed to, say, a Nick Dacos at the same age? How good is he meant to be? I had a chat to one recruiter this morning who has been doing it for a long, long time, and uh, you've got to love their excitement this time of the year. Mm. Uh, the guy's going to be a generational talent, I'm told. The next Dustin Martin, a nailed-on superstar in a draft where he speaks to mm. a lot of these guys. Some have said five, some have said eight. We've heard somewhere in between. It just falls away dramatically after that. So that's why we see clubs climbing all over themselves, like probably never before, to move up the draft because the quality's there at the pointy end with Harley Reid and co and then falls away really quickly. Even to the point where Geelong are happy to part with pick eight for the right deal there. They've already checked out in regards to next year. So they're either fighting over themselves to get pick one, pick three, maybe Melbourne as well. And the fight for pick one is so fascinating. I mean, you've got North Melbourne with 
probably the biggest bounty we've ever seen, mm. aside from when the expansion clubs came in. Melbourne and their list manager, Tim Lamb, are so bold in this space and have a history mm. of being aggressive and moving up the draft. They've got 6 and 11 and sell the vision and the presentation as well as anyone. And then you've got Hawthorne, who are bubbling away as well. So given the suite of picks that all three clubs have got, it is just such a fascinating conversation. You, you, you wonder what's going on behind the scenes well, at the moment you... with West Coast and... And, and pick one. When you paint a picture like that, you can understand why Hawthorne, got, Hawthorne was on its high horse about compensation picks this week. They, yeah, everyone's being yeah, blown exactly out right. when yeah. you need to be very early in this draft. That whole debate about compensation picks gets another edge to it. Yeah, 100%. And, and that has certainly upset the competition. There's, there's no doubt about that. There's some speculation as well that Look, if Melbourne comes for pick one and, and don't get it, I wonder if Melbourne could package up, get themselves up to pick three, then they get in front of Hawthorne, they get in front of the Western wow. Bulldogs. Yeah. Dersma might be a player. So that's bubbling away in the background as well. We know that North Melbourne are having a real crack. And I wonder, one list manager was saying this morning, hypothesizing over potentially even a three-club trade between all three of them that would involve North getting one and this is a long story short, North Melbourne getting one, West Coast two, and Melbourne three, all three of them could swap picks in a, in a sort of triple trade, if you like, um, you know, in, 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 uh, in before the deadline there and before the draft. So uh, it, it boggles the mind of how much of happening here behind the scenes. So much to unfold. Very comprehensive, Sammy. We love having a chat here. We really appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me, Lutz. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sammy uh, Edmund there. Uh, thanks to CMC Invest. There's a lot to unfold, isn't there? Well, I, I appreciate Sam not going down the speculation path with Clayton Oliver. Oh, yeah. But that is now beginning to just become oh, concerning, Kim. Look, I, I can I can read out the Melbourne Football yeah, Club's media do. release, and it, it is concerning when you start reading between the lines. So I'll, I'll read it out before the break. This is from the Melbourne Football Club. Clayton Oliver, um, the Melbourne Football Club can confirm that Clayton Oliver was admitted to hospital. Clayton was transported to hospital via ambulance following a medical episode. The hospital completed a number of tests, and Clayton has since been discharged from hospital and is recovering at home. The club will continue to work with Clayton and his medical support team to ensure he receives all the necessary treatment. We ask that the media respect Clayton's privacy at this time. You cannot help but read between the lines after a press release like that. So we wish him uh, all the very, very best. All right, it's 3.48. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Big thank you to IGO Supermarkets, however locals like it. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, 18.4 degrees outside. Hey, Roach, we've got a little bit of news to announce. Um, We apologise to our audience for this, if there's one out there. Um, (laughs) We're we're, we're back again next year. Are we? Yes. Yes. After a number of meetings, we're, we're back, Roach. Very nice. Well, yeah, I'd have thought you might have been a bit more excited. Well, I'm just a little concerned after the bit of comedy we did in the first half hour whether I'm still going to be a part of it. Oh, I'd rather you didn't associate with me with your. <laughs> no, no, it's a team game. Fart gag. It's a team game when when you're dragging everyone down. Yeah, no fart gags. Really, really, Roach. Seriously, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> 
Hey, I didn't think just that, to, didn't you? Just, oh, just, you oh. yeah. Well, I didn't actually. No, <laughs> no, didn't no stop, a... stop, stop. Now, Asava Radigalia Port Adelaide. This is the second year of a saga that's going on far too long. Now, you, do you agree 24 seems more than enough for Radigalia? I have a text here says, Afternoon, boys. Pick 24 for Asava Radigalia is way overs. That's from Henry well, in Melbourne. That might be a good point. Now, we appreciate what Sam Edmund is saying about Chris Scott's really keen to keep him. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's ship sailing when Radagalia says he wants to play for Port Adelaide and he's out of contract. Now, people are saying walk him to the pre-season draft. Yep. There's a risk there, as I pointed out some time ago. When you've got other clubs wanting big defenders, they could pick him early because Port's mm-hmm. not going to pick way to – where do they finish fifth? So that oh, means they're going to be yeah. – no, they'll be 13th in the pre-season draft. Right, yep. Now – Warren Treadray's asked the question on Twitter today. Well, why don't Port do a deal with West Coast to get their number one pick in the preseason draft? Well, unfortunately, Warren, you can't trade preseason draft picks. Uh, getting a little bit of traction in that comment, I believe. So that's why Port can't afford to walk Radigalia to the preseason draft when you know Hawthorne is interested in him. And there'll be other clubs who'll be interested in him as well. Mm. We'll watch with great interest there. number of texts coming through at the opening of the show. We don't know why we did it. Yes, we do. You offered to donate some of your moustache to Bumfluff Benny because yes. he's struggling he to help. grow one. So he we threw help. it out there. If you could take any part of Rucci, what would you want? Texts are still coming through, Rucci. You're very popular. Uh, Chopsy from Cheltenham says, Hello, I, Chopsy. I would take Rucci's brain because it's unused. <laughs> 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 I like that one. Uh, dearie me. Um, all right, let's jump into a few things. Uh, Don Pike's future. So he's not going to be a coach again? No, it's a strange one, but if you don't have the urge, you don't have the Fair urge. Enough. So there's talk that he'll be the CEO at the West Coast Eagles. Here was Tom Harley talking about his employee, Don Pike, and his future. We are really hopeful and planning for him to be a part of our footy club whilst acknowledging that um, without going into specifics, um, there's a, a, a vacant role over at uh, the West Coast Eagles in what you'd have to say is a, a, not a traditional path from from coach mm. to CEO. But Don's a really special talent, and um, you know we, we've got we've got plans for him as well here. But um, you know we'll, we'll work with Don really respectfully through that, and, um, and 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 time will tell. So a few things a bit out of our control, but if I could wave a magic wand, Kane, um, he'd be he'd be staying with us at the Swans and contributing to our program. Well, he's a successful businessman, Don Pike. So that's why he's loaded. Yeah, that's why the path is not extraordinary for no. him to go from the football department to the chief exec- executive's chair. It fits, and oh, no. it's his club. They need a lot of help, the Eagles. Highly so intelligent man. Um, the other one that interested us uh, before Aaron Norton resigned for eight years at the Western Bulldogs was the amount of interest he was getting from WA clubs and from Sydney. It's your theory that Sydney need. They like a draw Big card. draw card. Tom Hawkins is a draw card. Oh, yes. He still hasn't signed. Mm. Uh, their list manager, Kinnear Beetson, uh, spoke today on Sports Day Victoria, actually, about the big offer they gave to Aaron Norton, which was 10 years, I believe. Ooh. You've just got to have a go at trying to get you know really good players into your club. Um, we've got three young forwards in, in Logan, Joel Amati and Hayden, uh, our talls. Um, not quite sure yet what's happening with Sammy Reid. That's still a work in progress. And, and losing Bud, of course, the big shoes to fill. So, you know, if you can get an A-grader in, um, you've got to look at it. We had a crack at it. He's elected to stay, so we move on. So depending on what happens, I believe Sam Reid's body's going OK at the moment. Uh, he could have been 
almost anything. He's had so many injuries throughout his career. Uh, there's an enormous amount of interest coming from West Australia for Logan McDonald. I think he's got a year to go of his contract. Sydney are hell-bent on trying to get him re-signed. Yep. He is the future yep. at 21 years of age. Rich. Stack of text coming through. Uh, this one says, afternoon, Kimbo, and the route around. The route around. Uh, the AFL love fiddling with the draft and think they can... Mm. Mm, you shouldn't go reading all of those at times. <laughs> mm, they've done you again. No, they haven't. They have. Move on. Uh, <laughs> now you got me second guessing myself. Uh, afternoon, Kimbo and the Roach, all right? Yes. The, the AFL love fiddling with the draft and think they can somehow manipulate it with compensation picks and packages to create an equal competition. Uh-huh. West Coast are going to stink next season and they are smart enough club to do what it takes to be eligible yep. for next year's draft handouts. Uh, Helen Keller can see that from a mile away. Shame the AFL can't. That's from Will. Which makes the way Adelaide's gone about its business more commendable because as Malcolm Blight pointed out on Sports Day months and months ago, if you have a look at Adelaide's record and compare it to North Melbourne, Adelaide could have put its hand up last year. And you they did like not. It, they did not no, do it. No, nor should they. They got themselves in that position, mm. just like North Melbourne. Uh, Rich, you were talking about uh, Geelong being a little bit stubborn. This one says, uh, no name on this one, Chris Davies can be just as stubborn himself, the pot calling the kettle. Hence why we have the standoff. Right. Uh, I will open a bottle of Spumanti tonight. Oh, I better read this one. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, sorry, that was a loud laugh. Um, I will open a bottle. I will open a bottle of Spumanti tonight to celebrate the wonderful <laughs> news that you two superstars will be back on air next year. Thank you, Mario, for lashing out on us. Roach's bank account for me. Thanks, Koala. What's that one mean? If you could have something off my body. Oh, your bank account. Nothing yeah. that's attached to my you body. You are no. loaded. When you go and retire in Italy, you yeah. can't collect cans. They don't do that over there, do they? No. You'll be lost. That's your pet hate, isn't it? Oh, pet hobby. Recycling, save the planet. <laughs> oh, save the planet. You've got to spin on everything. You put money in your pocket. It's uh, one past four. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. We are live from Studio Lumo USA here at number one King William Street in the city. The sun is shining, currently 18.4 degrees. And we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Uh, The Roach gets very up and about when we chat to our next guest. We'll get to him very, very shortly. Now, Brett, if there's one thing that pushes my buttons, I know you're a regular and you're a good man. I don't get involved in this Port Crow stuff. But Brett says, I really enjoy your show, Kimbo and Roach, and I'm glad to hear you guys will be back again next year. Then, but as long as Kimbo doesn't turn into a giant grumble bum if Port makes finals and the Crows don't. Brett, I was one of the few that tipped you for the finals this year and didn't have Adelaide in the finals. I uh, support both clubs. There you go. Editorial comment done. The next man that we speak to is the voice of the world game. He's one of the best. Simon Hill joins us. And I can tell you his show on SEN returns to the global game uh, next Tuesday at 7.30. G'day, Hilly. How are you guys? You all right? Here we are, Simon. Yes, we... Speaking of voices, mm. the voices of Ange Postagoglu and Gus Hiddink in the Socceroos camp. Now, how did that all come to be? Yeah. 
Well, look, I can only assume that Graham Arnold invited them, um, which uh, I think is a great thing. And yeah. I, I've said on uh, social media today, Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days, um, <laughs> that you know, it shows <clears throat> great intentions, I think, by Arnie, because not every coach would particularly want to have two of his predecessors, particularly, you know, illustrious predecessors as well, yeah. in the training camp with him. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a great thing that he's done. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's it's given the players a bit of a boost. Is there a misread on my part? Does it also help Ange because of his exit from the Socceroos wasn't the greatest? Does it help sort of heal that one as well? Um I don't think Ange cares at the moment, do yeah, you? I guess, no, I don't think he does. No, <laughs> Given he's top of the Premier League. No. Um, yeah, I mean, some of his comments that I saw in a separate piece on The, on the Guardian mm-hmm. were, I think, a little bit more instructive on that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, said that, you know, he'd basically given up mm-hmm. fighting for football in Australia because, wow, yeah. uh, you know, he, he wanted to change things and he felt he hadn't made any impact, which... To be honest, is is probably the saddest comment I've met, I've read about Ange this year. Um, it's all been, you know, very positive. Mm. But uh, anyway, that's his truth. Um, you know, he said it, and uh, there's a lot in that Guardian article that, you know, it's, it's very difficult to disagree with. To be honest, but well, let's uh, take it then. The that's other what we're up against in this country, and we have to yeah. keep fighting. But let's take it the other direction. His success in Scotland, and now what he's doing with Tottenham. I think on top of the English Premier League, what's that doing for Australia's yeah. image on the world scene? Well, look, in terms of Australian coaching, I mean, Australian players have been respected for a long time overseas. Yep. Uh, you know, even going back to the days of Craig Johnston, uh, a little bit more recently, Mark Maduka, Harry Kuehl, Lucas Neal, Mark Schwartzer, Timmy Cale. You know, we all know the superstars uh, that played in the English Premier League and, and various other big competitions in Europe. So I, I think that barrier has long since been broken down. But uh, in terms of coaching, obviously, that was a different kettle of fish. Yeah. And, you know, what Angie's doing will hopefully break down barriers further for the next generation. He's all, I think he's already doing that. You know, Kevin Muscat's being linked with the job at Rangers. Mm. Whether he's going to get it or not, I don't know. Uh, Nick Montgomery has gone straight from the A-League to the Scottish Premier League with Hibernian. Uh, and there are a couple of others dotted around Europe who are doing similar jobs. So... Yeah, he's he's breaking the mould. And I guess, you know, the, the saddest thing is, is that uh, whilst he was here, yeah. uh, he, he should have uh, had more yeah. success, not just on the field, but, uh, you know, driving the game forward, which is yeah. what he wanted to do. Simon, as someone that's not a soccer expert, when you mentioned all those superstars of the past that have played overseas, uh, should have Mark Bosnich received a mention or does he not sit at that level? Yeah. No, no, absolutely he does. Uh, Bosnich was... I think for a 12, 18-month period mm. <clears throat> during his days at Aston Villa, I think he was the best goalkeeper in the world. Mm. Um, now, he, he probably gets ignored a little bit in terms of the golden generation because he only actually played 17 times for his country. Yeah. Um, there were lots of reasons for that, club commitments, um, and obviously, you know, we all know what happened later on in his yeah. career. Mm. Um, so he, he does tend to get forgotten about a little bit, but no, he, he was right up there. Um, he was an absolutely magnificent goalkeeper for many years, particularly well, for Aston Villa. Well answered. Uh, one of the reasons we're chatting to you is because the Socceroos are taking on the arch enemy, well, the motherland, England, 5am uh, Saturday morning. It's being played at Wembley Stadium. What Sold type of... out Wembley yeah, too. Yeah, so what, what's the sellout crowd yep. at Wembley? Uh, it'll be 90,000. Wow. Um, so this is so, big. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Um, and, you know, England are on 
a bit of a crest of a wave at the moment as well. They've got a massive uh, European Championship qualifier coming up against Italy, which uh, yeah, essentially decide qualification. They'll, they'll probably qualify anyway. Um, but it's uh, it's a warm up for that game, and obviously for Australia, it's it's about preparing not just for our own World Cup qualifiers in November, but also the next big tournament, which is the Asian Cup in uh, Qatar in January. So it's important for both teams. And, you know, in England, as we all know, they love their football. So when the national team plays, it's, it's normally a sellout or pretty close to it. Correct me if I'm wrong, Simon. This will be the Socceroos' second international since the World Cup. The first one, <laughs> that 2-0 yeah. lead against Mexico that became 2-2 in Texas. So for those who are linking back into the Socceroos since the World Cup, what will they note as different among the squad? I think it's actually the third played Argentina, didn't they, um, in June, which, uh, again, we lost. Leo Messi scored in That's the That's right. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. This, in China, wasn't it? That uh, what will they notice? Yeah. Uh, there'll be a couple of new faces. Um, Lewis Miller in particular, I'm looking forward to seeing. Opportunity. Uh, he started off his life with the Central Mariners, a big, strong, robust uh, right back or right wing back, and he's doing well for Hibernian under Nick Montgomery in Scotland. Uh, so he's coming up. Um, it'll be him or Ryan Strain, I would imagine, on the right hand side, which is a, a a problem area for Australia in recent months. Mm. And, of course, there's the return of Massimo Luongo. We haven't seen Mass in four years wow. in the national team. So uh, it's been a great renaissance for him. Uh, we thought maybe his international days had, uh, had come and gone, but he's playing so well for Ipswich in the championship in England that uh, Graham Arnold's decided to, to recall him, which is great. All right, Simon, who, who wins, Australia or England, and what will the scoreline be? <laughs> well, I can't. I'm not a soothsayer. I don't know. I mean, England will <laughs> be the favourite because they're at home um, and they're a strong side. Mm. But Australia are a chance. You know, we, we've seen uh, the Socceroos take on some of the best teams in the world and, and they've made it a, a priority to do that because they want to test themselves against the best. And I think it's a good strategy, to be honest. You find out where you're at. Um, so I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that they could get a draw at Wembley. It'll be difficult. Draw. But, uh, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll go with a draw. draw. Now, the Roach has been chomping at the bit all day. He wants to have 90 seconds with you on the English Premier League. What are you doing on December 2? When December two. Man City v Tottenham at the City? Etihad? Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I'd love to be there, Roach, but uh, I don't think I will be. <laughs> well, you need to explain one thing to me. You're going to say you don't care because you're quite comfortable with where Man U is at 10th. But I'm curious as to how when you have an enormous empire built by Sir Alex Ferguson and then it doesn't happen after that. So is that all about the man and the moment or is the legacy too hard for anyone else to live? Uh, I think there's a combination of factors, to be honest. There's no doubt that when Sir Alex Ferguson retired in 2013, Mm. uh, a lot of the club's identity went with him. Uh, because he ran that club from top to bottom yep. for years and years and years. So it was used to doing things in a very particular way. I think the CEO left as well. Um, and obviously there's the ongoing saga of the Glazers' yes. ownership. And, you know, for so much of the last 12 months, it seems as though they're on the way out and they're still there yeah. for whatever reason. Um, and unfortunately, there's not been enough investment from what I can see in a lot of different areas in the club, and I'll you know, mm. just pick two out. 
first of all, Old Trafford, which is a wonderful old stadium, but is by all accounts fallen to bits in certain wow. places. There's holes in the roof and <laughs> bits falling off it. Um, so they haven't invested in the stadium. Uh, the training ground, now, back in the day, both Man City and Man United used to train in a place called Carrington in southwest Manchester, almost opposite each other, over the road from each other. Yeah. And City moved out many years ago into this unbelievable spaceship-like 200 million complex wow. next to the Etihad Stadium. They've really invested in their facilities. And United is still at Carrington. Um, and you only have to read the words of Cristiano Ronaldo when he left, saying that the club has been allowed to fray at the edges. Now, that's not the entire reason why they're struggling on the pitch. Obviously, you know, some players have been brought in and haven't worked or uh, they haven't delivered. Um, There's question marks over Eric Ten Hag at the moment, but he did a decent job last year. You you can't just keep chopping and changing the manager and think that's the solution. I, Mm. I tend to think it's more a structural root and branch reform, really, that United need. And that starts with the owners, I'm afraid. Okay. Simon, we always enjoy chatting to you. We are looking forward to Australia taking on England. That one gets underway at 5am Saturday morning in front of 90,000 fans live at Wembley Stadium. And the great man himself is predicting a draw. Take it to the bank. Simon, thank you for your time. (laughs) That would be a great result. It would be a beautiful result. It would be a great result. What are you predicting, Rich? Well, having seen England's results of recent months, I would dare say they could win this one 2-0. Oh, that's where I was going. Really? Neil, okay. I hate agreeing with you. Uh, but no, I they've been in great form. Uh, it is 4-14. We need to go to a break. We love the support we get from Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. What do they say about them? What do they say? Oh, my God. Imagine good. to be bold. Oh, The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Oh, we should be doing an update too from Karen Rolton Noble. Rooch, if you can get onto that. Oh, okay. uh, they've got that game. Yes, we can no. do it afterwards if you want. Uh, we'll get onto that one. A stack of texts coming through. Breddy Boy says, Good on you, Kimbo. No problems, Breddy. I love you. Hey, this one, Rooch, I wanted to touch on. There's so much talk about Harley Reid. We'll get to the cricket shortly. That's a polite way of saying. Come it just back. blew up on me then. This oh, yeah, Ooh. I knew I'd lost you. Wow. Uh, you with me? You're yes. back. Mm-hmm. Boys. If anyone from West Coast heard the Harley Reid interview on SENWA Mornings this morning, uh, more there, there is no way they will trade away pick one. Mm. They will pick him. Sounds like a layer or player, that would be, I'd imagine. You can build your whole club around. Now, it's interesting because Sam McClure had this to say on Harley Reid in terms of... Um, He's trying to get West Coast to call their bluff, saying that West Coast won't pick him. Here's Sam McClure. I just don't think West Coast will pick him. Well, that's so you do the deal for one then, and you. But I, I but I wouldn't do the deal if I'm North. So you think you, you play got, the buff? You got two you, and three, right? Yeah. Just say, pick him. Go on. Do you want to pick one? Nah, you're not going to pick him. We don't need it. We're going to get him at two. Pick him. I haven't really heard that approach. I don't. They're not going to pick him, Mitch. They're not going to pick him. He doesn't want to go there. So everything I said before about doubling down on this for what that happened 12 weeks ago. People in the West are listening. He doesn't want to go there. 
So everything I said before about North Melbourne having to give up, they don't have to give up much for pick one, you don't reckon? That's the, the fact don't, that West Coast They don't aren't... need pick one. They're going to get him at two. Now, that's Sam McClure. Can I now, add a bit that, to that? Now, where, can I just say yeah. he's right? They'll be listening in the West and they were. Yeah. Yep, you go. But just the North Melbourne one where this whole debate, does North really want one to get Reed? If if you follow through Sam McClure's logic that Reed is overpassed by West Coast, mm. North would be happy at two under the logic that's being presented Get him at a number two so he doesn't carry the pressure of being a number one draftee. But he's going to carry pressure because of what we've heard about him, like we did in the interview with Sam Edmund. Mm. Well, let's have a listen mm. to the man himself, the young man himself. This is Harley Reid responding to Sam McClure's comments on SENWA this morning. I actually heard that one yesterday. It kind of probably it kind of rolled me. Like, to all the West Coast people listening, I don't know how many times I've had to say it or how much clearer I can be, but I'm happy to go to the Eagles and I'm just super grateful to be in the position I am and... Obviously, everything over there seems like it's it's a great opportunity and good experience. Obviously, with what Perth has to has to bring. So yeah, um, he obviously doesn't really like me. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a bit of truth in what he says. Uh, I know there's a lot of scrutiny when you're in a two team town and they're fanatical, like here in South Australia as well. Particularly but, with West Coast in the state, they're at. Yeah, but uh, maybe there's not as much pressure if you were to go to WA uh, in the. Embryo- embryonic stages of your career. It mightn't be the worst move. Mm. Um, Harley Reid was then asked what makes him most angry. What makes you way more angry than it should? Something a little that really grinds your gears. Oh, um, Sam McClure. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. knowing Sam McClure, he would absolutely love that. Yes. You don't want the news from Karen Rolton Oval, do you? Because I've oh, put really? down the phone because I'm not looking forward to reading really? this anymore. Have we given them the kiss of death? They're undefeated until today. Scorpions made 259, losing four wickets in their 50 overs, okay? Well, it's not bad. Mm. Well, the West Australians are currently two for 202, needing 58 off 76 balls to win. Eight How many wickets, wickets in, in hand? How many wickets in hand? Eight. Yeah, we're in a little bit of trouble. Uh, their run rate is 5.41, and they only need 4.56. They're well ahead of the count, Tim. Okay, yeah, not a good news down there. Oh, Miracle. no. We'll get some magic with the bowlers shortly. That will happen. Be faith. Keep the faith. It happens. The miracles under it will unfold. <laughs> where, where, where do you go sometimes? Um, you, you're... The equivalent of this text here, Sam McNoclewer. <laughs> uh, watch Tom Green's interview about Vic Bias. It's brilliant. Oh, we might try and get on to that. Just a few of the texts. All right. Uh, oh, that's a shocking one, Mario. I love the Simon Hill show, but not as much as the Benny Hill show. Come boom, on, boom. Mario. Grew up watching Benny Hill, who is brilliant. Da, 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 da. Uh, how much of that could you do today? None. Mm. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Nearly 4.30, just a reminder, thanks to Beaumont Tiles, they are giving away a trip for two to American football's biggest game. That's the Super Bowl. It's worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November the 12th and you are in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Hey, we've got a big prize coming up too for the Melbourne Cup. Uh, 
I'll tell you about that on Monday. I might tell you about it a little bit later, Rich. You don't know about this, no, do I don't. you? All right, that's all right. You got in earlier, you would. Glad you brought up Benny Hill. Well, there's a few texts on Benny Hill. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of other comedians. Do you remember about his great friend Ernie? Yeah, he drove the fastest milk cart in the he West. He galloped into Market Street, his badge upon his chest. His name was Ernie, and he drove the fastest milk cart in the West. I went down and bought the 45 of that route. Did you? Hey, you spoke about Taylor Adams and how he ended up getting to Sydney. Yes. Uh, here's their list manager, Kinnear Beetson, talking about Taylor Adams' interest in the club. To be honest, that was really late, very late in the final series. Um, probably somewhere, if I had to hazard a guess, somewhere between preliminary final, grand final, when he got his injury and... and we were approached by his manager. Would it be something that we'd looked at? And, and we were looking to bolster our midfield with an experienced player who was a good stop, stoppage player with some power. So it w- was very late. And uh, it grew from there pretty quickly, to be honest. Surprised they didn't go for yeah. Different. Got onto that very quickly, mm. didn't he? Could see himself getting moved out of the midfield in Collingwood, maybe. Yeah. Did the hamstring injury. Yeah. Sp- better start playing in my ground. career. Yeah. yeah 30 years should, of age. They should have grabbed Matt Crouch. He would have been better two years ago. They could have Currently gone. walking around the streets of Rome, Taylor Adams. Is he? Yeah. Oh, good luck to him. It's good to have money. Uh, if Ben Mackay <laughs> is worthy of pick three compensation pick, then Asava Radigalia is definitely worth pick 24. Notice how much it stings when you have to pay out of your own draft pick. That's from Will. We'll well take said, that. Will. Yeah, we'll take that as a statement. It's 4.32. We're about to head to India and talk World Cup. That's coming up. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. on a beautiful Thursday afternoon, currently 17.4 degrees outside. We love the support we get from Balfour's. Go out and buy a pie now. They've been baking people happy since 1853, Roach, and you can buy them at IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Time to head to India at 7 o'clock tonight. Australia take on South Africa, who are in red-hot form. Australia yet to notch a victory. They've only played one game. To find out how they're going to line up and how we'll go today, we're going to head to Lucknow in India. Uh, he may be at the Akana Stadium already. Dan Cherney from Code Sports, their lead cricket commentator and reporter. Thanks for your time, Dan. G'day, Kimbo. Good to be with you. Yeah, great to have you. What are conditions like there? Uh, oh, it's uh, probably not a great surprise. It's been pretty hot and humid uh, <laughs> or pretty, pretty much everywhere I've gone so far in India. I've been to three cities and... Uh, yeah, uh, Lucknow has been um, has been no different. Uh, I think they're expecting a bit less dew tonight. Um, I'm not an expert on the, how the, how the dew, <laughs> the particular conditions where where they uh, come into place, but ultimately, no, it is very hot and humid and uh, pretty oppressive conditions to be out there in the middle. So, uh, had a bit brief walk. Personally, how are you finding, oh, Dan? When we spoke to you a week ago, you're it's your, you're a virgin in terms of visiting India. It's your first <laughs> time, and uh, Roach tried to steer away from the ice cream. Did you live on the edge and try some? And have you got to, got to see a bit of the country? <laughs> uh, no, no, I've steered clear of the ice cream so far, Roach. Maybe, maybe <laughs> well just done. leave that towards the end of uh-huh. towards the end of the trip uh, to uh, just make sure that uh, it mitigates any any potential damage. But no, look, it's been uh, people have been very hospitable. I mean, I think look, there are clearly some uh, cultural differences and uh, I must say there's a fair bit of bureaucracy in this country, which can mm. at times uh, do your head in. But no, overall, um, people have been very friendly and warm 
uh, seen a little bit of the, the country. I mean, a, a lot of the time, as you can imagine, has been spent at cricket grounds, uh, watching training or, or matches or, uh, you know, to and from airports and that sort of thing. But uh, had a good look around Lucknow the other night. It's actually a beautiful city. I, d- I didn't know much about Lucknow, but uh, it's got um, quite a rich history uh, through the, the uh, Mughal people, um, that's, uh, sort of m- Muslim people who, who uh, moved to, to India, I think around the 1600s. Pardon me if, if that's incorrect, but... Uh, no, lovely architecture and a really nice, uh, nice place. Now, Daniel, the South African bats are hot. What sort of bowling lineup do you expect from the Australians? Do they stick to the all-pace attacks? Yeah, look, Rich. I mean, they don't really have many options no. uh, in terms of uh, going going towards spin with Ashnega not in the squad. So, but I, I think the bowling will look almost identical. I, I'm, I'm only expecting one change to the eleven, and, and it, you know, with, with, without it being completely confirmed. Uh, everyone's suggesting as much that Marcus Stoinis will come in for Cameron Green in the middle order as, as the all-rounder. Green's not going particularly well at the moment. Stoinis missed the first game as he was recovering from a hamstring injury. He's obviously a much more experienced player than Cameron Green. And to be fair to Stoinis, he hasn't been, you know, to be fair, he hasn't been uh, always, always fired uh, in one day international cricket. And, and at uh, the last World Cup, he was pretty underwhelming in, in 2019. But his T20 record in recent times has been very good. And I think they just want to give him the chance to... Uh, to show what he, what he can do. And, and his bowling's actually been pretty solid. So it's probably not what Australia necessarily need, another seam bowler, but he has come, he will enter the, the World Cup in pretty good bowling form, particularly with the new ball, actually. But no, I think it's going to be Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins needing to do the work up front uh, on a wicket that Pat Cummins did think would have a bit more carry and bounce than the one they got in Chennai. And uh, then you've got Adam Zampa and Glenn Maxwell as, as the spin twins there uh, who are going to need to get through a lot of overs, particularly Zampa. And, and he's a bit of a watch this space because... He's come in pretty sore to this tournament. Yeah. Uh, he's had some shoulder and neck injuries over the journey, and he's just not firing all cylinders. Now, admittedly, tough conditions the other night in Chennai, bowling in the dewy conditions, but just one to keep keep an eye on. And looking very trendy in his new glasses. Uh, I'm sure you keep across everything on the socials, but Tim Payne on SEN spoke about our own Alex Carey, saying he believes he's a little scarred and damaged by the events that took place in the Ashes series. Um, any... Any truth in that or your views on that? Look, it's hard to know. And really, only Alex Carey or those very, very close to him would be able to tell you exactly how much of an impact that had. Uh, Glenn Maxwell said the other day that he thinks that it would it did have an impact in the immediate aftermath. And clearly, you know, Alex Carey was right at the centre of, uh, of a massive international storm. And, and Alex is a really, I'm, I'm not sure, I imagine you guys have had to deal with him, do with him yeah. in South Australia. He's a really... Nice, affable, easygoing, just, gentleman. You know, good guy, gentleman. Exactly right. And um, he's not the kind of guy to seek out controversy or to to court a storm or, or to be any, anything like that. So mm. I think um, a likable sort of guy like that would have would have understandably had some some trouble dealing with uh, being at the centre of, of a storm. But that is a long time ago now, and it's not like that's sort of coming up every day in his life. Uh, he did make ninety nine in one of the matches in South Africa, but. Uh, either side of that, he's been pretty patchy. Uh, hasn't really got a got a score. So, but look, the, the truth of the matter is that if you do draw a line to that moment, that's really when his form started to drop off. He, he'd been in pretty good form in the lead up to that match. He was very good in the World Test Championship final and the first Test at Edgebaston. Now, that that could be pure pure coincidence, regression to the mean, uh, just the conditions. But uh, look, understandable to sort of draw a, a line to that. And, and Tim Payne obviously knows Kerry pretty well having succeeded him with the gloves in Australian cricket in the, in the, in the test team. And 
he did have a good chat to him at, uh, at I think Travis Head's wedding back in April, mm. ahead of the Ashes, and uh, and they are I, do, I believe they, they do sort of remain in touch to an extent. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a problem for Australia because Alex Carey is a very important player in that middle order. Also, was a bit sloppy behind the behind the stumps the other day, a bit of a misfield. Australia's feeling all around wasn't particularly good, uh, and they're going to need their middle order to start firing because they they just can't keep relying on Smith Warner. That they obviously would like to have Travis Head back as soon as possible, but it's just uh, all around a, a bit of an issue there, the middle order. Yeah, I'd like to see Alex Carey just think he's in the blue colours playing for the strikers. He certainly bats with more confidence and uh, more aggression uh, when he's playing for the strikers. He seems to have gone into his shell a little bit. We spoke to you a uh, week ago. You said India uh, were looming large, and that's been the case. Virat Kohli back to his best, and uh, boom, boom, boomerah. Boomerah, he's an absolute beauty. Oh, he is, and, and he's sort of been lost to international cricket over the last couple of years through injury. And look, when you look at his action, there's no great shock that he has some injury concerns because that mm. is a that is not an overly sustainable action. Um, you know, with such a such an extreme strain on the human body. But he, uh, look, it's it's no great secret that he is an extremely talented player. We've seen him out in Australia in a couple of tours previous. Uh, we've seen him on the world stage in the IPL. He's a huge force, uh, and and just brings so much to this Indian side. Uh, he's been excellent. He was, he was really good um, the other night against Australia and then that uh, was the other afternoon against Australia and then uh, yesterday against Afghanistan. So they're, they're unbeaten in India. He looms as a huge factor for the rest of the World Cup if he can keep fit. And now the scene is set for uh, what is, is a, you know, arguably the biggest occasion in cricket, uh, India playing Pakistan in Ahmedabad on Saturday at the Narendra Modi Stadium in, in front of, you know, up to... Um, potentially more than 100,000 people. I mean, that's a 132,000-seat stadium. So how many of those filled? I imagine most of them will be. Uh, and both sides undefeated um, early days in this tournament. So massive occasion, massive scene, set up really nicely. Uh, I see the Pakistani journalists are finally being let in after a bit of an imbroglio uh, to get to that point. That's obviously a pretty tense political situation, mm. to say, you know, to, to not, not to understate it. But, uh, yeah, massive occasion and... Uh, as I said, Boomerah, as you touched on, is, is an incredibly important player there for India. Yeah, the world's not travelling well politically at the no, moment. No, it's not. Daniel, all the questions about where one day 50 over cricket fits in the calendar these days, is this World Cup seriously at the point where it might be the last? Oh. Yeah, sorry, you briefly, I think I've got the gist of your question there, Rich, just jumped that slightly, but whether this will be the last World Cup, Oh, look, look, the 2027, uh, 2027 there, there is a tournament scheduled for South Africa in 2027. And look, it's still a big cash cow for the ICC and for the yeah. global game. And the ICC does still fund you know, a, a lot of nations. Uh, and they end up funding India under the sort of a strange funding model where the rich get richer and, uh, and the poor just sort of want to please themselves a bit. But yeah. uh, no, look, I don't think the World Cup is going anywhere. It's just probably the ODIs in between. I mean, they, there is a push from the MCC, uh, who don't really have any strict powers, yeah. but their new president, Mark Nicholas, uh, the prominent commentator and former player, uh, says that uh, he'd like to see the um, removal of all bilateral series or pretty much all ODI cricket outside of World Cups. Uh, T20 well, is, is obviously... You know, if, if you don't have it then on as, as a part of your calendar, mm. how do you have a World Cup? Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. Uh, look, I'm trying to think if there are any parallels um, across across global sport. I suppose you could say that you look at like something like Wimbledon where there's very little grass court tennis played most mm. of the year uh, and then they just get up for a couple of weeks ahead of time. 
you know, maybe it's just a very narrow window in the lead up. Maybe you play ODIs just in the six months before the World wow. Cup, um, just as, as pre- preparation. I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily mind something like that. I think, put it this way, Australia's due to play the West Indies in, in um, well, across all formats this summer, but particularly in one-day cricket, I think in February, they've got three matches uh, in Australia. I mean, they're just going to be so contextless. The, the next ODI yeah, World you. Cup isn't for another you, yeah. four years. Um, so it just, you know, what are they playing for? At least with, when they've got T20s, well, there's a T20 World Cup next year, so it's building towards that. But ODIs and really T20Is outside of World Cups just have very little context and, and they're really only viewed through the prism of World Cups. So, but the World Cup itself may, remains you know, a, a big deal uh, and, and you're, you're certainly feeling that over here. Editorial comment, uh, the one-day game just went down the gurgler when it wasn't on free-to-air anymore, I reckon. They became a little bit forgotten. Anyway, Dan, we really appreciate mm. uh, your views and your time. Who wins tonight? Uh, look, I think Australia, uh, I'm tipping Australia, look, not with an enormous degree mm. of confidence because they're, they're, they've been a bit patchy, but I think that the, the class overall, just a bit more than South Africa. I, I still think there are, look, South Africa's batting is going really well, but I just think there are still probably a, a few holes, particularly in their bowling. Um, I'm just not sure they're consistent enough. But, you know, we saw that they played five games recently. It was 3-2, wild momentum swings across those matches. Australia had a few out as well. So, look, tipping Australia, but, uh, uh, you know, as I said, a bit, bit nervous heading into it. Well, um, not, that, not that I have any particular investment in it, but I think Australian fans should be a bit nervous because South Africa are a very good team on their day. Well, you should have and, a huge uh, investment. You're an Australian, Dan, over there representing <laughs> our country. And we don't want to be zip and two. Hey, Dan, really appreciate your time. We love the work you do on Code Sports and uh, hope you have an enjoyable night tonight. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. No, Thanks, we Daniel. appreciate it more. Daniel Cherney Enjoy over the there markets in, in luck now. I'm sure he will, Roach. Yeah, he will. Uh, do you want to hear from Timmy Payne? He spoke to Jared mm. Waitley this morning about what everyone's talking about, the fact that Marcus Stoinis will replace Cam Green tonight. Yeah, I think it's the right one. Um, ideally, I'd be I'd be having that second spinner in at that number mm. eight spot if I could possibly do it. But obviously, we decided the people that were available weren't quite up to where we wanted to go. So we've gone a, a different route, I guess, with the fast bowlers uh, and a Green or a Stoinis uh, batting down the order. So... Um, no, I think it's the right call. I think. Oh, sorry. I that thought he said, I think I, I think I was short waiting short. for what else he was uh, thinking. Oh. few texts coming through. Roach, we're nearly done. I, I should say, Roach, uh, I won't be here tomorrow. Big thank you to Benny Hook in advance. He'll be filling in in the hosting seat, Roach. Mm. He's a good man, Benny. Ben, um, yes. I'm, yes. I've got some heavy lifting to do for the network. Well done. Well, yes, we've got to get the show all prepped up for next year as well. Well, you better do that. Well, that's right. I've got the uh, team or part of the team, about 10 of McGain Real Estate, going over to uh, the York Peninsula for the weekend. Oh, no. That means Monday. What sort of state will you be in Monday? It'll be a a six-coffee day. (laughs) Oh. Well, it's a a seminar, Rich. Very good. Very good. It's all it's all work as you can. Could you have. can you see that? Whereby we just never play one day cricket. It's weird, isn't it? And then we'll have a World Cup for mm. it. Um one days have died since they're not on free to air TV. I don't want to bring the young lady back in, but do you remember those days when we were watching? What young lady? One day cricket with Kerry Packard making it with pajamas. It just the lady does those were the days. 
Oh, sorry, uh, uh, Mary Hopkins. Yes. Those were the, I had no idea what you're talking about. Well, we were about. glued to the television oh, then, Kim. I, I thought you were talking about a younger lady that Kerry Packer knew. Can't defend no, himself. Kerry Packer gave us that one day cricket to a form whereby we were massively entertained. Well, we were. And when you're on holidays, there's nothing better because it's just there yeah. in the background all day. Then when it gets close, you get in a little bit closer, grab the cans. Uh, a few texts, Roach. Afternoon, boys. If the Harrison Petty option has fallen through, what's next for the Crows? Three I'll have a lot of money. Marks. Yeah. Our trade options appear to be thinning quicker than the Roach's bunts. That's your uh, head, Roach. Right. That's from Mod Remac. Well. Would you think about a little toupee, Roach, or a little bit of no, a, no. a, a rug? You wouldn't? No, 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 no. Comb no. the mustaco upwards? No. No, just go no. natural? Yeah. All right. Boys, if Radagalia goes to the draft, can any club claim him before Port's pick? That's from Trevor. Well, now, there's a couple of issues there. If he puts in what's called, I think nowadays, a Form B and nominates his income and all yep. that, well, then it limits because some people will say, well, we haven't got the salary cap. Uh, there's a text earlier coming through saying they were saying on Trade Radio that mm. uh, Asava Radagalia has been offered six years. Wow. A bucket load of money from Port Adelaide, and he's refusing to do any medicals with any other club because he's already done one with Port Adelaide, and that's oh, where he wants to go. That gets interesting. Mm. Um, here, again, well, Adelaide's cashed up. Yeah. What a defender. Yes, they do. Pick before Port in the preseason draft. Would they do it? Would they spoil the party? That would be great for the first showdown next year, <laughs> wouldn't it? Hey, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon if the Could crows managed to that? if the crows managed to do that, they'd even say as a gesture, you could wear the prison bars. So how would this go? We get the preseason draft in November. Pick ten, Adelaide, uh, Sava Adagalia, one two one four seven two. Port would just Port would just fall out of their seats. Oh, it wouldn't be ideal. I don't think it'll get to that, will it? Well, they'll have a lot of cash, Adelaide. Mm, they've got plenty of cash. They want a defender? Hey, we've got uh, Graham from Brisbane, one of our regulars. G'day, Gra Gra. Uh, what are we, 4.52, a couple of minutes ago. He says, Wines, Dersma, future <laughs> first rounder for West Coast number one. What do you think, Roach? Wines and Dersma and a future first rounder for the West Coast number one. I think they'd be getting better offers than that. That's a lot on the table to digest. That's too... Well, no, too... do you want me to say it's slower? Well, Ollie Wines, right? You got your yeah, head around that? Yeah. Xavier Dersma yeah. and a future first rounder for West Coast number one No, pick. no, I'm not doing that deal. No. You're not, I don't think West Coast no, would do it. No. Well, West Coast need players. I think they'll do a lot better from what North Melbourne would be offering, wouldn't they? Or Hawthorne? Yeah, but that's a lot of speculation what you do with those draft picks. You know what you're getting with Dersma and Wines. And well, you know what they need. Well, no, don't get aggressive with me. I'm just reading it out, Roach. Roachy, oh, hello. This, well, this is Mario. Roachy, how can Geelong not be satisfied with pick 24 for Radagalia? Is Chris Scott still dirty about the time you stuck your leg out and tripped him over? <laughs> that did happen to him. Is that Adelaide Oval? It did. Pretty yeah, it did. Uh Hi, guys. Oh, here we go. We've got time for this one. Hi, guys. Lance from Birkenhead here. Hi, Lance. This, the trade period, is becoming a joke. Asava wanted to come last year. Pick 34 wasn't enough. This year, we give away our first pick for near next year so we can give Geelong pick 24, which is more than satisfactory for Asava. Mm. They still say, no, there should be AFL mediators at the trade table. It's a joke. This is a club that got a top 10 player and number seven draft pick for pick 44. It's a disgrace. Oh, they did. Yeah, I remember them. that. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, from the Suns. Mm. Uh, I like I like that. Yeah, but Geelong's got every right to yeah. seek the best deal it could possibly eke out of Port Adelaide. Mm. No different to when Port stood very firm on Nick Stevens. Here we go. We're getting more of these. Take it to the banks, Roach. Oh, good. I like these. Kim and Roachy, I can tell you, Harrison yeah. Petty will be signing with the Crows next week. The deal is almost done. Seven hundred thousand per year. That's from uh, Robert. Well, yesterday we heard he's getting 800000 <laughs> I a million made, up front. I made some phone calls last night with some fairly powerful people. I, I don't think it's happening. Well, where's the percentage scale now? You no, went I'm, 70% certain he'd be in Adelaide Colours too? Well, I'm a gymna- gymnast, aren't I? A backflip. Well done. <laughs> hope you landed um, well. I won't be here tomorrow. I hope you have a great show, Roach. All the thank best. Thank you. Welcome aboard, Ben Hook. Yeah, big thank you to Benny Hook. I'll be back Monday in body. Oh, but mind? Probably not. Good night, everyone.